From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is seven minutes past the hour, and welcome to the program. I am Hurley in the Morning on the job as expected what do they say just showing up is nine tenths of the law we're here and oh we have so much to share with you uh never got a chance to tell you never wrote about it on social media after the fact but i was minding my own business last friday and i guess it's about quarter of 12 something like that we had completed the program. I was in the middle of writing a second piece. I had written the first piece for the app and at WPGtalkradio.com uh, in the 4 or 5 o'clock hour on Friday. So I was writing, and I get the call from Fox News Radio uh, th- that uh, on very short notice, can I do Jimmy Fallon, Fox Across America? So you knew I told you in advance because I knew I would be doing two national air shifts last week, both Wednesday and Thursday. We did the Fox News Radio nationally syndicated The Guy Benson Show. That's 3 to 6 p.m. Fox Across America, we know very well because we launched actually the first two weeks of the program uh, while they were identifying a permanent host somewhere down the road. I guess that took like six months or something like that. So we were doing it pretty regularly. We did the first two weeks, which was cool to get to launch something. Uh, And then we would do like one week a month or something like that for a number of months. Well, I had to get in within 15 minutes, probably less. Uh, I pulled it off. Never got a chance to put up there that we were doing it on social media to let folks know. So if you're a listener... You heard it in real time. If you're a listener and you listen to Jimmy's program later at night here on WPGtalkradio.com or the WPG Talk Radio app, or of course, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, then uh, you heard two of the three hours. So with no show prep, we just jumped right in and we had a great three-hour program fabulous so that was my friday and file that under you you always have to be ready baseball player always has to have his glove and his bat uh it just happened so we wound up doing three national air shifts five shifts and how many let's see we did five air shifts in three days last week All right, so now on to what happened since we were last together. File this under despicable. Late Friday, when Joe Biden was already long gone because they put a lid on the White House at what I've been told every Friday at 12 noon. This is incredible. This Biden protection program. What goes on and they don't tell you, they don't release any information on who's there 
who visits at, at in Delaware, who visits in Camp David. I mean, if Trump was doing any of this stuff, the media would be going bananas. So Biden's long gone. And they come out with this just bizarre that the Border Patrol agents are cleared of striking the illegals, but they still face discipline for their, quote, harsh actions. They did nothing. And boy, they're going to take a piece, unfortunately, of the taxpayers' asses because they deserve to recover. These four agents have been lied about. They have had their reputations besmirched. They had the president of the United States declare them guilty from second one, stating that they will pay. So you don't think this investigation was rigged? They couldn't find them guilty of striking anyone because it never happened. And you lying Democrats who called the split reins that they operate the horses, they called them whips. Complete fabrication, which is what Democrats always do. Sick. So they, quote, took issue with the actions of some individual agents. Oh, isn't that fantastic? I think they're actually saying, like, they yelled at them. Do you know how chaotic something like that is? You've got illegals, sometimes waist, neck deep, chest deep in water. They're on very rough terrain. This is why. And this is this is a perfect example. This administration has done away with the horses, which by the Rio Grande. And that's such an important tool. For years and years and years that they had these very well-trained agents. So they couldn't give them a clean vindication. They're still punishing them. They should never accept, never accept any discipline. They want to give some of them two-week suspensions and some other things. Hell no. They got to sue the mess out of Biden and all these people. Imagine that. This is like a year. They, If they could have. See, you have to understand. We are living in one of the most corrupt periods in American history. This is one of the filthiest, dirtiest administrations in American history. They are completely dishonest. They don't care whose life or lives they destroy. And if they could have, they would have criminally charged these border agents. Couldn't do that. So now they say, you yelled, you cursed at the the migrants. This is an administration that cares more about illegals and criminals. Because don't don't forget, the illegals are criminals. But I'm talking about they coddle violent criminals. Where did we hear uh, late last week they want to change 
uh, on official paperwork, mother to birthing parent. This this is where we're at. I could keep going on this. I'm going to jump to the to the first break so that we're right on time, and I'm going to tell you a story when we come back that really should sicken you. I don't know how many people. I suspect in this audience a lot of people will. But generally speaking, I don't know how many people truly will care about what I'm going to bring up next. Because after all, it's only about people that founded our country. Why, why, sh- why should we care? I expected this time that we're in. I saw it coming. I've told everybody in the wind up to it what was going on. And this, what I'm about to share with you next, when I tell you these woke, broke, joke, socialist Democrats, they are patient. What I'm about to share with you this morning is 10 years in the making. That is how they plot and they plan and they take their incremental steps and they're patient and they just keep Adding one more thing, one more thing. I'll explain in just a few minutes. At 16 minutes past the hour, it's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This is Harry Hurley from the world's playground. This is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Okay, before I get to something 10 years in the making, I was just thinking about something during the break. And it was very pleasant because I enjoy... um, the fact that our backyard is literally a certified natural wildlife habitat. We have ducks, and I think I told you on one occasion, we had for the first time ever, maybe, well, I shouldn't say for the first time ever, the first time that I've seen it. So I'm thinking it's the first time ever. We have two ducks, a male and a female, that come every single year for the past 26 years, except for one year couple of years ago and this year though there were i believe 10 and nine appeared to make it and it was the coolest thing in the world in our swimming pool nine little are they called ducklings nine little ducks and boy were they fast so i only saw them for one day Maybe part of two days. And they, they couldn't get out of the pool, so I had to scoop them out of the pool. And then we built this, I shouldn't say we built, but we fabricated this ramp so they could get out. And as it turns out, one of them liked hiding inside the skimmer. That's not good when the skimmer's on because there's like a whirly bird in there. But when the skimmer was off, this one liked to hide inside it. So they were all gone. Mom was gone and eight of the ducklings and one duck was left behind. So we got back in the pool. I got him out, got back in the pool. I got him out. And I do believe that the mom came back and got him. I think he made it a day later or later the, the, the same day that the others left. But they were, oh, my gosh, I have some video of them. They were just so fast, like little speedboats in the pool very very fast moving so we've got them we have two rabbits 
Of course, we have Hurdle the Turtle. That's uh, H-U-R-T-L-E, just like Turtle, only with an H. Sort of my homage to Hurley. A lot of Hurley is in Hurdle. And yesterday, Margie sends me a photo. I was actually writing a story about trying to think. I Oh, I do know. Jimmy Johnson's uh, Atlantic City quest for the ring. So I get this text. And I thought it was Hurdle. See, in a photo, you unless you have something next to the item, you can't tell if something is a cherry tomato or if it's some big beefsteak tomato. You just don't know. So I go out, and this turtle looks very similar to Hurdle, but only about half or less good size because Hurdle is big. So I've just decided during the break, this this turtle has been just named officially Myrtle. But not like you're thinking. M-U-R-L-T-E. So there is Hurdle, and now there is Myrtle. I hope Margie's listening. Because I couldn't think of a name. I may have, oh, I, I think I said something like Spurtle. But it, it's even impossible to say. Spurtle. So if you can't say it, don't go with it. Sort of my homage to Speed Racer, Spritle, Spurtle. Ugh, no good. So that's out. And that was going to be a weird spelling. S-P-R-U-R-L-T-E. Something just awful like that. So Hurdle, Meet, Myrtle. Now, I did my homage. I leave out usually like a little piece of lettuce and a couple little cherry tomatoes. Uh, Hurdle would go right for them. And and Hurdle, obviously, after you get to know like for 25, 26 years, Hurdle never stuck his head inside the shell. He just, he was good. He was good around us. Myrtle, I went up to Myrtle. Myrtle, head gone. Feet, everything, legs in, just a shell there. So I backed off and then the head pops out and... There's Myrtle looking around. So I put the two cherry tomatoes. Hurdle would go right to them now and just big bites and and all that. So uh, the um, the wildlife habitat has just expanded. Now, I have to say I'm concerned. I haven't seen Hurdle all of last summer. It's still early. And I haven't seen Hurdle this year. I'm wondering if Myrtle is an offspring of Hurdle. I mean, they look exactly alike. I forget the distance, but these types of turtles never, their entire life, they never move but a very short distance. And there's just a lot of nice places. We have three sheds and, you know, animals can get under them. Uh, By the way, I don't know. uh, We also have a groundhog. I think the biggest, fattest groundhog in America. You can't believe this groundhog. But I haven't seen the groundhog in a long time. So I don't know what the story is with that. All right. So anyhow, the story I was cryptically plugging right before the break 
no surprise, we've called it. President Trump called it. Remember, uh, the media went out of their way when Trump said, hey, look, you know, they're, they're, they're doing this stuff with Confederate generals and stuff like that today. But by tomorrow, they're going to be doing Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln. And, the, and they actually had academia come out and say how unlikely that's impossible. Trump is just, you know, jazzing people up. They it's like those 50 uh, jackasses, Panetta and the rest that said that the Hunter Biden laptop was not real, even though they never saw it. It's like a doctor. These doctors that used to come on and say Trump is unwell. Here we have Joe Biden. Come on. The guy's done everything except poop himself on live TV. He became Ron Burgundy. Repeat the phrase. La, la, la. Repeat the phrase. He did it. And finally, I started the Ron Burgundy thing so long ago. And there was mainstream coverage with Biden and Ron Burgundy pictures. And the White House actually had to respond. Will Joe Biden just read anything that's on the teleprompter? And don't forget what Elon Musk wrote. It was absolutely on point. Don Hurley was one of the first to say that we have a teleprompter for president of the United States. Elon Musk wrote something to the effect of whoever controls the teleprompter, what's in it, is the president of the United States. It's true. And the Democrat media knows it. So once again, Trump is always right. He's not just right some of the time. Well, that's true. Uh, Craig just wrote me that uh, Biden did crap himself when he was with the Pope. That's never been uh, proven, but it has been alleged. My gut tells me he did poop himself. But in all fairness, it depends. So anyhow, Trump said all these things were going to happen. And they have happened. They've taken Washington down. They've taken Jefferson down. After 187 years, New York City removed an iconic Thomas Jefferson statue. This is sick. This is crazy. And let me tell you how bad it's really gotten. Now, I have such an affection for Monticello. We have been there. My entire family My sister took us. We had the greatest time. Loved it. Loved seeing his writing invention where he always believed he should have a copy of everything. So he built a machine. It's still there. He built a machine that when he wrote, a pen automatically right next to him where paper was and everything, wrote everything that he wrote exactly as he wrote it. He created a writing machine. Very, very cool looking. He had storage cubbies and all these things. His bed was right where he could come out on either side and either be in his office or be in the kitchen. Everything he did. The dumb waiters and everything from the lower level. Just everything had a lot of thought, a lot of engineering, a lot of invention, creativity and reasoning. And so when you do the tour now, They trash Jefferson. They have all this slave stuff up. Everything is to make him look like a horrible person. I'm not defending slavery. It's indefensible. But at the time, it was the norm at the time. 
And we have to accept that there's evolution that takes place. Slavery once existed in this country should not be whitewashed. But they shouldn't uh, eviscerate, evaporate, uh, wipe out everything that the founders did. So I'll give you an example. I took a screen capture of this because I didn't want to. um, I didn't want to paraphrase this. I want to get it exactly right. I hope I can find it. You just you don't even know. I have 50,636 photos in my phone. 388 videos. It's insane. All right, let's see. 50,636 photos. What am I taking pictures of? All right, let's see if I can find this. Where did it go? Hmm. It's weird. Okay, this should be it. Okay. Listen to this. Someone asked if Jefferson had built a machine in the house. And the guide said, nah, he never built anything. He was just a tinkerer. Okay, and, and the whole tour is like this. In, in Jefferson's own home, they trash him. Do you see what they've done? They spent 10 years redoing everything about the tour they had these big huge printed things about his mistress and all and again i'm not saying they have all these radical books and very little like one book of thomas jefferson but all this radical stuff about him the whole thing i i mean i wanted to go back i don't want to go back now maybe i'll go back and i'll tape those bastards smile for the camera sucker Maybe I would do it for work. Like, I want to go back to somewhere that I have nothing but fond memories and listen to these people trash the author of the Declaration of Independence, the first secretary of state of our country, the third president of the United States, the founder of the University of Virginia. I want to go see these jackasses. I don't think so. Don't go away. I'm not done yet. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 33 minutes past the hour because I was on a roll. Three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City, Jimmy Johnson Quest for the Ring. This is huge. Second annual. It's underway. Fun things you can do in Atlantic City this summer. I had fun putting this together. I hope you'll take a moment to read it. And big change may be coming to the Atlantic City elections. I'll tell you more at 8.06 this morning. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Lather up on the sunscreen, stay hydrated, and beware the moderate risk of rip currents at the Jersey Shore. It is another gorgeous, warm, sunny summer day. High temperature around 83 degrees. The beaches will be a few degrees cooler with a sea breeze. Mainly clear tonight and comfortable. Low 68 tomorrow. Hot and sticky. High 91. Partly sunny and breezy. Watch for strong thunderstorms tomorrow afternoon and evening. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. 
Finding great candidates to hire can be like WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 39 minutes past the hour. I was just thinking about what President Trump said on Saturday night about Elon Musk. It was so funny. If you didn't see it, I just don't have time to get into that right now. But it was it was hilarious because it was so blunt. So Trump-esque. Also, uh, President Trump recently said, oh, no, no, I, I didn't call Pence a wimp, but I did say you're no Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> just, he's, so, he's so blunt. I just love it. The best coverage uh, so far on Monticello and this 10-year plan uh, to throw the woke all over it is in the New York Post. Quote, the whole thing, meaning Monticello, the tour and everything, the whole thing has the feel of propaganda and manipulation. Jeffrey Tucker, founder of the Libertarian Brownstone Institute, he was a recent visitor to Monticello. Quote, people on my tour were sad and demoralized. The new emphasis is the culmination of a 10-year effort to balance the historical record. Now, always remember, whenever you hear the Democrats tell you that that they've done something like balance the record, that's the exact opposite. Because everything they say is a lie and everything they say is the exact opposite of what it is. This didn't balance the record. They've made the whole place about every negative thing you could possibly say or do regarding Thomas Jefferson. Visitors are complaining that employees go out of their way to belittle Jefferson and his life. Quote, the tour guides play besmirchment derby, never missing a chance to defame this brilliant, complex man. That was one tour uh Participant. Boy, I'm looking at this beautiful photograph. Monticello is, and it was designed, the guy said he never designed anything. He just tinkered. He designed the entire uh, estate, including exactly what you would see and how you would see the entire Washington, D.C. and everything. Visitors have noticed Thomas Jefferson's Monticello has been transformed into a slavery exhibit. And again, I have no problem cover covered all when you see these big signs is quote now this is in his home. Quote is quote all men are created equal end quote being lived up to in our country today question mark. When will we know when it is question mark. So visitors are asked to ponder that question at Thomas Jefferson's home. Quote, half of the comments on Jefferson were critical. Even my 11-year-old daughter noticed the bias. This is William Bales of Chester, Virginia. Quote, someone asked if, I've read you this, but I'm going to read it again. Someone asked if Jefferson had built a machine in the house, and the guy said, nah, he never built anything. He was just a tinkerer. I mean, 
they're making the, the, the author of the Declaration of Independence, the third president of the United States, the first secretary of state of the United States, like he's some kind of just buffoon, some kind of dope. Quote, it was ridiculous. He was the architect of this house and of the University of Virginia. What are you talking about? End quote. So the whole thing they're doing is they're trying to make Jefferson a hypocrite and a bad person. They have the words, quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And nonetheless, Jefferson was a committed slave owner until his death in 1826. And of course, that makes him a target to be regularly canceled, which is happening with great regularity. When we come back, this won't be me saying it about Jersey Joe Biden. It will be the New York Times. Ooh, that's going to be rough stuff. You can't say it's Hurley just saying stuff. Hmm. It's going to be challenging. How are you going to how are the liberals, the socialists, the crazy Democrats, not you good Democrats? You're out there. You're in in rare supply, though. Depleting seems by the day. But when it's the New York Times saying this, hmm, what to do? To quote uh, Billy Zane in Titanic, when Rose, I'll call her Dawson, because she loved Jack, when he said, oh, Rose is disappointed. What to do? What to do? He had handed, he had handed, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jack Dawson, $20, and she said something along the lines of, that is what the, the person that saved your wife's life, that's what it's worth, $20? Oh, what to do? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Wide open forum coming up at 7. Dateline Atlantic City at 8. Mayor Charles Kane in the 9 o'clock hour this morning. So the New York Times is suggesting that Joe Biden at age 79 is too old to run for re-election and that now he shuffles and doesn't walk anymore. I've told you about this. Uh, and and again, everybody that's out there that's ever dealt, and it's almost everyone that's ever dealt with these types of mental acuity situations, the shuffling is part of it. This is why, if you ever notice, it, it's 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 just it's so embarrassing. But the cameras are rolling. And maybe he just got off of Marine One or Air Force One or out of a car. And he does this weird jog for like a couple of strides, not even good strides. And we're supposed to believe like that, like he just ran the marathon. Weird elbows, bad form. It's just goofy. But this is to sort of try to counter what's really going on he shuffles like Artie Johnson on laughing and it's not funny 
Now, this is the New York, New York Times saying all this. I want to I want to distance myself from one of their um, assertions. I've never suggested that Joe Biden's age is the issue. I've known people in their 90s that can run circles around a teenager. It's not the age. Remember, we talk about this quite a bit on this program. There's biological age and there's chronological age. You ever see something and say, oh, my God. I thought that person was like 25 years older than the, and, and they look terrible. Then you see someone that is 20 or 25 years older and they look, they look fantastic. It's not the age. It's the condition. So these are Democrats now. And you can tell the long knives are coming out. They are taking Biden down. And there have been some reports that he is extremely pissed off about what's going on because it's Democrats that don't want him to run again. It's Democrats that are saying that he's too old. It's Democrats saying that he now shuffles and that White House staffers fear that he's going to trip and fall. And that will be that will happen uh, because he has regressed tremendously over the past year and a half. AIDS fear he may trip during events noting how he, quote, shuffles while walking. And they also know he's not intellectually engaged. They print these. I I can't believe. And he's so he's so out of it that he doesn't even understand. He holds these cards and it's so easy to just video them or take a picture. And then it says stuff like you sit down you stand up. You say that Kamala Harris is very intelligent. Oh, my God, it's just it's awful. And the people that are pretending that nothing's wrong. Shame on you. This uh, article from the Daily Mail, but they're referring to the New York Times says Biden, 79, has experienced a decline in energy levels with some aides confirming that he often shuffles while walking, prompting fears he will trip on a wire. You know what I'm talking about. You've had a family member that can't walk anymore. They shuffle. So they don't lift their feet off the ground. They just shuffle their feet back and forth, and then they get their, their forward inertia, their ability to move but they're not really walking they're shuffling and so if there's a little wire on the floor a a cable or a cord you you can easily go down the staffers admitted that they literally hold their breath while biden is speaking because they have no idea If he's going to just read the teleprompter or if he's just going to start telling one of these Commander McBragg stories that just aren't true. None of them are true. Like the the commencement address he was talking about late last week that never happened. Peter Ducey caught that. 
Biden's telling. And, he, he, and the thing about his stories, he doesn't just mistake like, oh, my gosh, I did it over here. I didn't do it there. He just makes up these things. Like he never he never did a commencement address at Villanova. So then anything else that he says within that is not true or it happened somewhere else. No way to know. And of course, the White House never has to explain. Excuse me. We've proven that the president has never done a commencement address at Villanova. What, What where did that story come from? It's completely made up. Or is he confused and he doesn't know where he is or where he's been? Vice President Kamala Harris, she did it again. She did her cackling, that that annoying laugh that she does. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine having to be around that with any regularity? So she was asked on uh, CBS's Face the Nation if she'll be running with Biden. And she went and said, quote, if he runs, that I will run with him. If. And then she did her hysterical laugh, that, that most annoying laugh. So I would be following up. Wait a minute. What do you mean if he runs? That all he has been saying is that he's running. Wow. Laughing. If he if he intends to run, and if he does, I intend to run with him. So there you go. And then her cackling laughter. Wow. See how you like this one. While we are paying uh, a bloody fortune for gasoline, Biden sent more than five million barrels from our U.S. reserve oil and shipped it to Asia, Europe, China, got a million. And here I just see uh, Fox News sent me a note. Uh Biden blames GOP for economy. (laughs) Love it. A good friend of mine just wrote me, I woke up this morning and the first thought that popped in my head was exit to Lou. Now, let's see if my friend who coined exit to Lou. I don't remember. But in case you forget, there was a fellow by the name of Lou Toscano. And Lou Toscano, got to give him credit. He was so incredibly loyal to Jim Whalen. And years ago, he crashed a city car. He should have never had a city car. What's he doing with a city car? I mean, I remember, you know, really giving it to them back then but he crashed his car on exit two of the atlantic city expressway and then he became known as exit two lou (laughs) oh my god i haven't thought about that in countless years open forum begins right now 
It's early in the morning. Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. 609. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Wide open forum all this hour long. Didn't get to tell you. There's about 10 stories I didn't get to, including the pregnant Texas woman who says that her unborn baby should count as a car passenger. She received like a $300 ticket because she was in the HOV lane, but the baby would put her where she had enough to be in the HOV lane. And I think she has a decent chance to win. I would count it as a person. I'd throw that ticket out. She's fighting it. We'll see what happens. I didn't get to that, though. There was more to tell you about that. 609-407-1450. It's 61 degrees. Now, at 2 o'clock this morning, it was 57 degrees at the Ponderosa. I looked at the um, digital thermometer that we have, and I just went, wow, 57 on July 11th. I mean, it's it's got to be global warming. It has to be. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well. Uh, first of all, pardon me for that faux pas yesterday, but nobody's perfect. <laughs> well, so nobody thinks it was any big deal. Peter wrote me, and I, I wrote you back. It was so kind of you to read the article that I wrote about Larry Storch, uh, who I really, really liked. I liked him before I met him, uh, and he was so kind when I did meet him. And Peter had told me that um, a great trivia point is that he served with uh, Tony Curtis in World War II, and he knew the name of the uh, submarine and everything. And I just wrote Peter back, hey, it's in the story. Uh, but I didn't put the name of the vessel that they served on, but I did put in the story uh, that they had served, and evidently they stayed friends for the rest of their lives. So no big deal. It was not, not a problem. Okay. All right. Now here's the crazy part. We all know president Trump is on record saying on January 6th, be peaceful. Yes. Be, you know, do what you're doing peacefully. Mm-hmm. However, our commander in chief is telling these abor- pro abortion wackos, to protest. Now, I look at that as inciting. Where is the lawmakers on Well, look, one? you're absolutely right about that. Brett Kavanaugh had to leave out the back door of a restaurant that he was at. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, making a big joke of it. You have Chuck Schumer, who, by the way, has COVID-19. Just thought I'd slip that in there. Uh, wish him well. Uh, but he, he said that, you know, you've unleashed the, 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 uh, the whirlwinds and... Uh, you're not going to know what hits you, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. Can't even pronounce his name correctly. Uh, so that was inciting. Of course, Maxine Waters saying, if you see them at a restaurant, you get in their face. You don't give them peace. 
I mean, these Democrats are actually guilty and none of them say what Trump said. But yet he's the guy that we're spending millions and millions of dollars to investigate. Yeah. And the president, well, if you want to call it facsimile, the hologram said himself, keep protesting. Right. Yeah, that's because that's what they're that's what they're about. They're about violence. They don't care. They don't care if they burn your house down or kill you or kill your wife or kill your kids. This is they're animals. They're absolute animals. But have a blessed day. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. How are you, Harry? It's Frank from Ventnor in Florida. Oh, Frank from Ventnor in Florida. Hi there. I'm Harry in uh, Northfield of EHT, formerly a Ventnor in Atlantic City, and uh, about two weeks ago in Florida, uh, now broadcasting from Town Square Media in our Northfield studios. How you doing, Frank? Very good, Harry. Thank good, you. Good. Uh, so, Harry, last month, I haven't called in a while, last month you had a caller who was asking about whatever happened to diesel from algae that oh, was yeah. Um, promoted. And- yeah, I remember that. Yes. Mm-hmm. How's that doing? Uh, well, I want to report it, it. It's still alive and eh, menza menza. It's doing fairly well. It never really, you know, it's nothing, it was no conspiracy. It didn't really go away. It's still there. It, it just never lived up to uh, the potential people thought it would have. And uh, your, your caller even mentioned that the Navy bought uh, bought some of this out, diesel from algae, and they, and they used it, and it was successful. It's just that they could never get the price down. It's, it's an intense. Well, that's, that's the whole point. There are certain things, whether the term cost prohibitive fits or not, if something doesn't make sense, from a cost standpoint, it really isn't something that I think should be pursued with much vigor. Now, if there was no other way, if we didn't have all these, what, 100 plus years of energy right in our belly right now, then you'd be looking at all these things. But if, if for example, the cost to do whatever you have to do to refine it and all these things that I just have no idea what you have to do with algae to ultimately make it diesel. But if it's not worth it, then what's the point other than it? it's something that makes environmentalists or some of the people that don't want us to depend on the fossil fuels that we have, it makes them, you know, uh, it's their nirvana. But if it made sense and if it was profitable in the free market, somebody would be jumping on it. Sounds to me like... It's 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 a dog. Yeah. yeah, they they just it's hard to scale up, Harry. Because you need these right. ponds. You know you know Kevin O'Leary, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, from yeah. Shark Tank, right? Smart guy. When he sees a bad idea, he says, "Go take that and take it behind the barn and shoot it." That's what somebody did with diesel algae. They took it behind the barn and they shot it. And, Harry, uh, I'd like to tie in Shark Tank also. You reminded me. Yeah, good. What's happened with some of these, co- with some of these companies, they weren't successful. It wasn't profitable making the diesel fuel, but they converted themselves into um, food sources. So they were making vitamins 
and skin care from algae. Yeah, I saw and that. I yeah. have seen some on on Shark Tank. Sometimes you, you actually you might see them on Shark Tank. So, in fact, this company that was selling the the fuel to the Navy, they 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 I think they're still dawdling in the uh, the diesel and. See, now that I'm a big fan of, even if it's the diesel, which which I don't know the cost and if it's, you know, makes any sense to do it. But you take some of these entrepreneurs on Shark Tank, whether it's the one that took plastics that they remove from the bottom of the of oceans and then they make this wonderful product out of it. Uh, I like that kind of stuff, but that's the free market jumping in. And people creating an industry, creating a whatever, a business for themselves. Uh, that, to me, that's great. I love that. Yeah, the best they could get it down to, from what I read, was like down to like $30 a gallon. Because they couldn't well, like break which, that to make it less than that. Which you're a smart guy. You know that's like as dumb as a rock. What, to, to try and sell it at thirty dollars a gallon? Of course, if it, and if it costs thirty dollars to to make a gallon, or if after they, you know, got back th- their costs of whatever it cost them to refine it and make it to where it could go to market, and if it's thirty dollars a gallon retail, I mean, who who wants that? Like that. So, so the- why, and, and incidentally, why don't they just stop? If something would be in the thirty dollar price range. That should cost somewhere. I, I always believe that gas should never be more than two dollars a gallon. With as much as we have, uh, it's disgraceful what's going on. But even at our worst right now, five, six, seven, eight dollars, depending on the state, depending on the blend, who who would be buying that for thirty dollars? Would that would that be some rich fool that would say, you know, I'm going to save the environment? And I'd love to know how they make it. Because how environmentally friendly is the process to actually make diesel from algae? Well, here's what here's what, probably the problem too. They're 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 creating this algae and they're trying to make super algae that'll grow faster. Now there's a concern if that gets into the environment. You know, like on the west coast of Florida, we've had a. Some of the too much fertilizer has run off into the ocean and we get the, the red algae. Yeah. You know, so that's a concern, too. So. Yeah, they ought to just leave nature alone. We've got plenty of energy. Uh, we have the president of the United States heading to Saudi Arabia lying. But the reason he's going is to beg for oil. When we've got all this oil here, he's buying dirty oil instead of us doing what we used to do. And that's have enough to meet the, uh, the the daily requirement of 20-plus million barrels a day. We we could do that right here. We'd have no problem. Uh, but we have a radical administration, and then they lie. They lie and say, they, as of last week, they were actually blaming the gas stations. After nobody believed that it was the oil executives, they're now blaming the gas stations, saying they should just charge less, even though they make hardly anything on the gas and a lot of times it's a lost leader to get you to go shop and 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 spend dollars in that respect uh just charge less and and what lose your house lose your business so i'm glad you brought up the 30 dollars because that's democrat socialism for you what a loser of an idea 
what a dumb idea. Not you. The idea. It's not your idea. What a dumb, dumb thing to do. Oh, we're going to make we're going to make diesel out of out of algae. And it will only cost you thirty dollars a gallon. <laughs> Frank, that's terrific. You you actually made my day with this. You you gave the latest example. And there's nothing new about it, because I do remember this from eons ago. But it's the latest reminder, not latest example, because it's not new. Latest reminder how completely stupid these woke, broke jokesters are. $30 a gallon. What could go wrong? Frank in Florida. Until we meet again, I've got to go to break. 609-407-1450. Wasn't that something? That's Democrat socialism for you, though. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. There is a significant majority of registered Democratic voters. They now prefer socialism to capitalism. Fox News poll, uh, socialism, 59% favorable, capitalism, 49%. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Any name, any form, any manifestation of socialism, redistributionism, it all ends the same way. Broken promises, unfulfilled promises, it ends with more poverty, not less, and giving up how much freedom you calculate at the end of the mess you created. If you think it's going to work and it appeals to you, tell me what part of government is so effective now beyond the military. The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. All right, we all know ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know you can train without ammunition at your house using Mantis X? The Mantis X firearms training system is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. Now, it simply attaches to your own firearm like a weapons light, and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. Now, the Mantis X has improved my shooting dramatically and is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be confident and competent in your shooting ability. Now, start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get your Mantis X now when you go to MantisX.com. That's one word, MantisX.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. 24 minutes past the hour, 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open until the top of the hour. Dateline Atlantic City coming up at 8. Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek at 9. And this is Harry Hurley for my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals with seven signs. I know when it's 57, 58, right now it's like 62. You feel like you don't need it. Everything's great. And then when it's 95 or whatever it's going to be tomorrow, 90-something, you're going to know in a hurry. So if your system is noisy, if you notice an odor, if it's blowing warmer air and not colder air, if you notice high humidity, if your system is cycling 
on and off too quickly. And finally, although energy costs are rising, if your bills or usage are substantially higher than last year, it makes sense to consider replacing your air conditioning system. But they'll tell you if it's something they can fix and that your system is good to go and it's got more life left in it or if you're chasing and it just doesn't make sense. Ambient, comfort, heating, and cooling professionals. Also, they want me to remind you to ask them about state and manufacturer rebates. When comfort matters, choose Ambient Comfort. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com or call 609-568-0955. That's 609-568-0955 and tell them that early in the morning sent you to Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. 609-407-1450. We have an open phone line. Hope you'll check in. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Morning, boss. How are you, sir? Good. Good. Real good. How about you? Good, man. Good. in there. Rolling yeah. with the punches. That's what well, counts. That's all you can do. Yeah, that's it. I want to ask you, man. You brought something up today. I want to know which way we should go with this. Is Biden more Mandelbaum or is he more Ron Burgundy? Oh, I like that. Um, wow. I want to say yep. that he's he's uh, Brundlefly. I'll bring another movie out. The, the Fly. Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Gina, what's her last name? I forget. A uh, lot of people in that movie. Very, very good movie. And he went to the, the pod, the telepod. And then he be, the fly was in there. So he became Brundlefly. He got mixed up with the fly. Um, he's both. He's Izzy Mandelbaum, and he's the other. He's both, Matt. He actually said, "Repeat the repeat the message." He was reading it like Ron Burgundy is. He actually did it. He did do it. He's, he actually yeah. Repeat. He said, "Repeat the line." He did. Repeat. The I, line. Look, we've been saying. I, I, I. You've heard me. You're a regular listener. How many times have I said, if it's Put in the teleprompter, he will read it. And he did. Repeat the line. Uh, then, mean, then, they, then later in the day, uh, the White House lied and they put another word in that he didn't say. And they made it look like they, even when they are busted with no way out, they lie. Well, I get it. I get it, man. He's just—I—I I, I, I can't even believe what's going on with him. I mean, this guy is incompetent. He, something's got to be done. He's not going to make two and a half more years. I don't think so. No, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. I think they realize it too. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your suggestion would be. I mean, Kamala Harris is an idiot too. So, oh no, she's what she's, are you going to do? She's just as bad. Well, we got to win on November eighth. You win what you can win at the time. And then fortunately, once you're within that two-year window, you're now in a presidential election cycle. You kind of limit the radical stuff that can go on because nobody wants to be associated with. The Democrats always fake and pretend that they're moderate until they win and then they govern 
the way that Joe Biden is right now. I remind not that you need reminding, but I remind anyone who's forgotten or didn't know in the first place. Joe Biden said, I'm a moderate. I'm not like these crazy Democrats. And look how he is governed. Right. Right. And that's because he's not governing uh, the, the Ron Klain and the other people behind the scenes. They're running the country. Yeah. I, I get it. I agree. I, I just can't believe he actually did that. And we were we were joking about it, but he actually did it now. No, I, I so, was I Matt. Mean, Matt, you were joking about it. I was never joking about it. I always said if it's I said, if you put blank you San Diego, he would say it. Whatever's in the teleprompter, he will read. And there will come a point where he can't even do that. That's where we're at right now. He can still do that. But he doesn't have the sense of uh, his faculties to be able to see. Well, look, they, and I've, I, I, I'm not that skilled on a teleprompter. I've used one twice. I do find it pretty easy, though. It's all right there. But you know what you're supposed to read and what is instructional. And you just have to have a knack, and it's not that hard, for looking past that. You know, you'll be joined on the set by you don't read. I'm going to be joined on, you know, unless it's in the script. I'll be joined on the set on the set by Matt Marino in the next segment. But when it when you do a line and it says repeat the line. Now, I think they're going to have to understand you can't do that with Joe Biden. The only things that are going to have to, that they can put in the teleprompter, if it's in there, it's safe to read. And that's why Elon Musk put out last week. Whoever controls the teleprompter is the president of the United States. He's right. He's absolutely right, Elon Musk. He is. Somebody's running him. I, I mean, know. Elon Musk, that's why he's backing out of that deal. He, he's so sick of the media that he's like, I'm not even going to get involved in this for $44 billion. What are you kidding me? He's backing out of it. Well, look, if what he's saying is true, if and and Twitter's going to have a big problem on their hands if they because they have been testifying under oath and all kinds of issues they're going to have because they have said that they have no more than five percent bots. If it is some huge number beyond that, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, their stock's going to plummet. It already has. When Musk said he's not buying, yeah. nobody else wants yeah. that that crap. That, that company is a joke. Either Elon Musk is trying to drive the price down and he'll buy it or he wants to get out. Now, there's supposed to be a $1 billion buyout if he doesn't go through with the deal. He has no intentions of paying that because he believes that the deal is under false pretenses. The company isn't looking for the $1 billion either. They're looking to sue Elon Musk to force him to go through with the transaction because they realize that nobody else is going to pay anywhere near what he offered. Well, if I had his money, I wouldn't even get involved in it. I, mean, I, I wouldn't have either because look what it brought on. He has now been trashed in the media just about every day. They come after him for all kinds of stuff that they never would have gone after him for. And this will wind up being from a media standpoint, PR standpoint, a big problem that would never have happened if he didn't, one, say that he wanted to buy Twitter and then also say 
he wants to return it so that it is fair for everyone because they don't want that. They want Democrats to get a free pass and they want conservatives to get crushed. There's all kinds of content. They allow all kinds of crazy content. But if it's a conservative, they jump on it. They take it down. They suspend the person, deplatform them altogether. It's terrible. Matt, I've got to run to the break. I'm a couple minutes late. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. Let me um, ask a friend of the program, Andra, listen to me very carefully, if you would, for a second. I am covering the Atlantic City Independence Committee issue at 8.05. So I need the first segment to share my reporting on it. Then I'm hoping you will call back around 8.15. We'll just be coming out of the break a few minutes after that. And then I would like to interview you on where all this stands. So I'd rather not do it right now because you may not know this, but I've been announcing this morning that I'm going to be covering this issue of what the committee is doing coming up in 30 minutes. So if you could if you could call me back then, if your schedule permits, I'd appreciate it. When we come back, more of your phone calls at 609-407-1450. It was kind of freaky. Four lines went out at the same time. Let me, uh, let me make sure that something weird didn't just happen. I don't often see that. I mean, they all went off together. Let me just check something real quick. I'll do this live so that you can. Let's see. I'll dial the regular 1450 line. We're good. We are more than good. All right. It just is a coincidence. Four lines went at exactly the same time. So I thought maybe we had a uh, computer problem. 609-407-1450. If you were one of the people holding to get on, call me back. We'll get you right on in just a few minutes. 609-407-1450. It's early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is indeed. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City Jimmy Johnson Quest for the Ring. This is an enormous fishing tournament. It's underway in Atlantic City. Fun things to do in Atlantic City this summer. I had fun putting it together. And big changes may be coming to Atlantic City elections. That's what I was just talking about and why I asked Andre to call back uh, after the... Um, From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. It's a comfortable morning, and it'll be a beautiful summer day, although we do have some changes to talk about coming soon. Sunny, dry, and warm for South Jersey today. High of 83 degrees. It'll be a few degrees cooler at the beaches. Mainly clear and comfortable tonight, low 68. But tomorrow turns hot and sticky, high 91. Partly sunny and breezy. Watch for strong thunderstorms late day tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Guest listener Dan, don't go away. I promise you were next, but you're going to be next after this because the next governor 
of the state of New Jersey only has about three, four minutes before an appointment. So we're going to get him on. He's uh, coming to town uh, as part of the national NAACP convention, which please go to the app or WPGTalkRadio.com, however you navigate to the digital content of this station and this program. I wrote a very readable piece, and it got picked up, and it went supernova viral. Uh, And it's a really good article about the fact that this is the biggest national convention to come to Atlantic City since the 1964 Democratic National Convention. Now, we talk about that a lot on this program, long before we ever knew that the national NAACP convention would be here because Atlantic City blew it. They put the media in substandard rooms. They had substandard hard goods and soft goods. They had paper towels and not terry cloth, regular cotton towels. And the national media savaged Atlantic City. And Atlantic City did not recover. Atlantic City was a destination resort and got crushed. This is the biggest thing that has happened since then. Jack Cittarelli, welcome to Hurley in the Morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Harry. And you were spot on with that column. But what a month. for uh, The month of July is one heck of a month for Atlantic City. And I'm glad to be part of it in any way that I can. Oh, my gosh. You, you have Jimmy Johnson's Quest for the Ring. That That's international caliber. You've got the national NAACP. You have so many other things that will be happening. Uh, and this is a big summer because of this economy, because of the runaway inflation and everything that's going on. Because, unfortunately, I see some tough times right after the summer season. I hear you, Harry, but uh, we could celebrate this month. Uh, you were speaking of the uh, the, the uh, fishing tournaments going on. I was on the marina last night. A lot of the boats came in from all around the metropolitan area, and uh, my cousin's boat is one of them. Today I'm on my way to the New Jersey NAACP annual golf outing at the Atlantic City Country Club. And then, of course, next week the national, the national convention held there for the first time, I think, in five decades. This is a big deal. Oh, no doubt about it. And Atlantic City proved from the Meet AC to the Atlantic City Convention Center team uh, to everyone that was involved in this, to Governor Murphy stepping up with the $2 million that I think put Atlantic City bid-wise over the top. This was a tough piece of business to win. It was, but we won it, thankfully. And speaking of golf outings, uh, Harry, congratulations to you on the recently completed, I think it was your 15th or 16th, we know that all the proceeds go to various nonprofits in the area. I was glad to be part of it, and congratulations to you, and thank you for all that you do. Thank you, uh, Assemblyman, future governor, uh, for your participation, for your contributions. They were multiple because you played and paid, and you also contributed to the event uh, in addition to that. Uh, it was a beautiful day, and we appreciated you being there. You, you added class to the event. Let me throw something out that's going to sound just like a, a gushy softball. You appear to be everywhere. The schedule that you keep up is is so busy, isn't it? Well, it is, Harry, but I enjoy every moment of it. And uh, listen, this is a big year. We've got the congressional races this year, all 12 seats at the top of the ticket. Van Drew's going to hold. Bob Smith's going to hold. We're going to win a few other seats, including my home district with Tom Kane Jr., and uh, we're going to send Nancy Pelosi into retirement as Speaker of the House. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. I'm also glad that you're coming in for this event because it's uh, 
it's a big one and and it deserves it i know you have to go let me give you a closing comment well harry listen uh this is a great summer after two difficult years here in new jersey and around the country and uh let's get out and enjoy it spend some money along the jersey shore those businesses need it desperately and then let's focus it's less than four months away we've got the congressional midterms and it's time to send a message to the country right from New Jersey, and send the right kind of leadership to Washington, D.C. Well, it's so important from your mouth to God's ears because this uh, will completely stop this radical Biden agenda. As you know, all spending measures originate in the House. This lunacy of what they've been doing, Build Back Better and uh, all the American Rescue Plan, I mean, all this did was crush the American uh, people in so many ways, gas, inflation on everything. Uh, this, this has we have to change course and it's the only election we have. So we got to keep winning. But that means we have to win the next one. And then before you know it, it will be the um, the the race for the executive branch. And I think we'll win that one as well. And then before you know it, uh, you're going to be governor because then the next year and the off year uh, will be your election. So a lot to look forward to. It will sneak up on us, Harry. I mean, we're less than four months away from these congressional midterms. We're less than 16 months away from all 120 seats in the state legislature being back on the ballot. That's right. And then I'll make an announcement sometime in early 2024. Sounds good. Uh, Keep in touch, my friend, and thanks for checking in. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Yes, sir. Good to be with you. Jack Cittarelli, I say this because I know it. The only way he's not the next governor of New Jersey is if he doesn't run. But he is going to run, so he will be the next governor of New Jersey. And we, we've told you each time. We told you when when Florio would be governor. We told you when Whitman would be governor, that she would beat Florio. We told you when McGreevy would be governor. Uh, I get people mad, but I tell it like it is. I'm not going to lie to you and say, like, John McCain is going to win the presidency when I know he wasn't. And Mitt Romney flat out choked. And I knew that McGreevy would win. Uh, I knew that uh, Corzine would win. I knew that Murphy would win. And Cittarelli will be the next governor. I, I'm, I'm as sure of that as almost anything that I know or think I know. He will be next. And we'll be, we'll be better off uh, for it as a region. Can you imagine having a friend like Jack Cittarelli? Wow. In fairness, I got to say, though, uh, Governor Murphy has delivered more for Atlanta County. And again, it gets certain people mad if you say anything good about a Democrat, but I'm not a liar. Uh, the Stockton, S. Stockton University, that got 6,600,000, I think it is, more than last year. And don't think that uh, Senator Palestina didn't have something to do with that as well. This was 10 million more. Then Governor Murphy was initially going to give Stockton. Now, that was just a starting point, but pretty amazing. All right, Dan, I promise you are next. Thanks for letting me get Cittarelli in there. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 55 minutes past the hour. Top of the morning. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. Hi there. Good morning. Uh, my question is, uh, who is more unprepared? Our, uh, our, press, our, our speaker of uh, Jean-Pierre? Our press secretary, or or Pete, or Pete, or Pete Buttigieg. I oh, so you wa- you watched him yesterday? Uh, I I it was great pain, but I watched. I can't say I watched the whole thing, but I watched most of it. He is a clown. He is a joke. Harry, it's it's uh, you worked in in your business in the casinos, and you know what priorities were. Yeah. So he wants a bunch of money to fix the airports, right? And we and we can't get a plane in the air. Is, is that the uh, is that equal to having a, a giant hole in the hull of a ship? And you're going to put money on the uh, going to fix the pool? Yeah, he no, he's you're right about that. The priorities are always wrong. He was a terrible mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Uh, all kinds of complaints about the lousy job that he did. Couldn't even fill potholes. Uh, and that this guy, then they, they, t- and will you be running for president? He's, he's Alfred E. Newman. Will you be running for president in 2024? What a joke how the media gets away with creating the, these fictional characters and pawn them off as serious. He is so wanting in terms of product knowledge. I will say Granholm is even worse than him, but he was terrible. I mean, here's the Secretary of Energy. She doesn't even know how, how many barrels of oil we use a day. Correct. Complete, completely paralyzed by such a basic question. No. If, she, if she had said something like, you know, um, it's it's around 20 million a day. If she had been off by a little bit, but she had no idea. No idea. And how about Jean-Pierre's a- answer to this question? Uh what about the strategic uh, oil preserve and this money going to and uh, this basically uh, one million barrels going to China? Right. So my question, my question is, how does she stay in her job when her her reaction is, oh, the oil companies did that. We can't tell them what to do. Right. Oil companies have no, no, they have nothing to do with the. Uh, they have nothing to do with the strategic oil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Zero. And I mean, he also sent four or five million uh, to Asia on top of that, the million to China. And he and this is what a lot of people don't know. And the media certainly is so busy protecting Biden. They're not going to tell the American people. Biden made a deal with China that he would sell them a million barrels. I think it was all discounted, all wrong. But with the promise that they would not buy oil or any energy from Russia. China said, yes, we'll do that deal, Mr. President. They took the million barrels, and then what do you think they did next, Dan? Well, I'll I'll just tell you, there's no guessing here. They bought energy from Russia. They played Biden like a chump. And I I understand all the money, uh, all the oil went through a company that was affiliated with uh, Hunter Biden's hedge fund. Why not? Now that you just told me something I didn't know, but why not? It sounds right to me. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? 
It's so bad. Yeah, it's amazing. We see we see Ron Burgundy doing his thing with the repeat the line, and then we see Jean Pierre. All we see is her eyelids. She looks down, and she never looks up. Oh no! And oh my gosh, if she ever lost that big book, oh, would she be in trouble? She's terrible with it. Dan, thanks for a great call. When we come back, I'm going to share with you my thoughts about uh, what could be a major change in Atlantic City. And then right after the first break, we will be joined by the chairperson of the committee. It's Dateline Atlantic City on the Hurley in the Morning program next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. Six minutes past the hour. We promised Dateline Atlantic City, and we're going to give it to you. Uh, We're the only person in the media that has reported on this. Big changes could be coming to Atlantic City elections. We reported this on Friday early evening that the Atlantic City Independence Committee has lived up to their prior promise in pursuit of changing the form of government in Atlantic City. This is interesting because you're not looking to do anything radical or make people think, oh, my gosh, how will this work? I mean, it's putting some strange form of government in. All they're looking to do is to keep the form of government that's in place now, but go back to a nonpartisan form of government. Now, this would be a win at so many levels because it knocks out the uh, the primary season for the local elections. It would move the elections back to May, where they had been forever, when you think about it, all during the five-member commission days and for a number of years in the mayor-council form of government. They were May elections. The only reason, and we'll get into this in a moment, the only reason that it ever changed from nonpartisan mayor council to partisan mayor council was to get rid of the late Jim Whalen. That's it. And that usually ends up with the law of unintended consequences. It usually ends up bad when you do something like that to just get one person out. That's usually not a good thing to do. We have confirmed that the committee of petitioners delivered 1,941 resident voter signatures earlier last Friday to Atlantic City Clerk Paula Gelati. Gelati has certified receipt of the petitions as follows. And we actually have, if you want to go to our WPGTalkRadio.com or on the app, however you navigate our digital content, we have the actual, a copy of the actual petition receipt, which lists the committee members and that they turned in 199 signature pages consisting of 1,941 signatures on Friday, July 8th, 2022. And it is signed and it is certified by Paula Gelati. 
We have also confirmed that approximately 1,640 signatures are required in order to place the question on the November 8th, 2022 general election ballot. So they have more than 300 signatures than they need as of Friday. However, it's my understanding, and I do believe we're going to visit after the break, we're going to visit with the chair of the committee, Andra. They intend to leave nothing to chance, and it's my understanding they will be turning in more signatures this week. So when you think about this, that they have enough signatures that many times would win you an at-large election. And I have a um, a text message from a friend who's asking about what about the school board elections. Nothing would change. What used to be April school board elections that now are on the November ballot, they will continue to be, and they are nonpartisan. I don't like it. I have to say I don't like it, Uh, but I think I disliked April even more. Because in some cases, not all cities, but in many, the turnouts were so small that a a very, I mean, for example, and it's not that you don't want parents to have a lot of say. They should. But parents basically controlled April elections. Now in November, when everybody's coming out to vote, many more people are voting. So this doesn't change that. The. And it's interesting. A lot of people think that school board elections are now partisan. But if you think about your ballot, they're down at the bottom. They have nothing to do with Republican, Democrat and all of that. And they are still allegedly, even though, you know, I mean, Marty Small himself tried to get John Devlin out and and stack the board because they the, look, give him credit. I mean, there, there, there was an absolute scheme to have Laquetta Small become the superintendent. How do you become the superintendent? You get enough board members that will vote for you to become the superintendent. That's why Marty campaigned as hard as he did for three candidates, and he got two of his in. He didn't get John Devlin, but he got two others in. So to my friend that wrote me, nothing changes with the school board elections. The Atlantic City Independence Committee, as I was saying a moment ago, they're looking to return the Atlantic City government back to the nonpartisan form of government from the present partisan form. So there would not be any June primary, none of that. Everybody would run in May, and then that would be that. It would be a return to the exact prior form of government that was in place. which I remind you, was only done the change to partisan to defeat the late former mayor, Atlantic City uh, Mayor Jim Whalen, and it worked. Whalen was a stronger May election candidate in the nonpartisan elections than he was as a Democratic candidate. And always remember, uh, because I admit, some people are afraid to do this, I admit when I'm wrong. I couldn't stand the job that Jim Whalen was doing. He was terrible. And I thought, okay, it's worth it. But look what you got later. You got him as assemblyman. You got him as senator. 
And that was that was awful. So be careful what you wish for. When you do something to just take down one person, it worked. But what happened after the fact was even worse. If this measure proves to be successful and they move the Atlantic City elections back to May, where it had been for decades in the previous commission form of government and the initial mayor council form of government, that's what this will all decide. And I was saying earlier, right before I got the um, the text message from a friend about what does this mean for the school elections, it means nothing. It has nothing to do with it at all. Unrelated. Nothing changes there. But when you have 1,941 signatures and you're going to get more and turn more in, they already have more. So you're going to turn in over 2,000 and some odd signatures. It's almost enough to win the thing. People that signed it signed it because they want the change. It's not like, oh, we'll give you a chance to put on the ballot and let's see what happens. There may be a few people that say, look, I'm not committed to it. But I like the idea of letting the voters vote and decide there could be a handful of people. But if you sign this, because remember, you got Rumpelstiltskin over there in the mayor's office uh, just exacting political revenge on everyone, uh, no matter what. So you you can imagine he's already been pouring through, I'm sure. uh, Who are all these people now that I have to go after? This is a vicious... um, Small, Mayor Small, that you have. So the committee has got a lot of work to do, of course. And they've gotten a lot of work done since we first reported on this back on June 18th. We did interview the Atlantic City Independence Committee chairwoman Andra Williams on Friday night. But there's no reason for me to share that quote with you right here, right now, because right after the break, she can speak for herself. Andra is here and we'll hear from the committee. We'll hear from the chair of the committee uh, how it's going. And you can you can see how it's going. They have a lot of signatures that they turned in. So they did the work and educated the residents that we want to be able to go to the ballot I think Paula is is straight paper, so hopefully there'll be no shenanigans to try to knock things out and delay things. Uh, Let it happen. Paula, if you're listening, just do your job. Let it happen. Don't worry about Rumpelstiltskin, small mayor, small, uh, because the citizens of Atlantic City will do what they will do. If they like what they've got, it'll stay. If they want to change it back, they will change it back. That's really all that the committee is asking for. We'll talk about it more right after this. I am. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 22 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane joining us in about 40 minutes. And we're visiting now with Andra Williams, who is the chair of the Atlantic City Independence Committee. And on Friday, I'll tell you what I like about this committee. Uh, they're just all business. I mean, they uh, they just went out and did the work. It's my understanding 
that small mayor small didn't even know that these petitions were on the street till they were turned in that i mean that is that's amazing but if you think about it he's not tuned in to the people he's not tuned into what's happening he's all about the next party marty and uh all this other stuff that that isn't has nothing to do with actually doing the job i i will tell you this you could never have 2,000 people sign something under my nose and me not know about it, which also means nobody told him about it. It's amazing, actually, when you think about it. Andra, welcome back to Hurley in the Morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Harry. How are you this morning? Very well. And I have to say, I'm impressed with your committee. You just quietly went about your business. You've got more signatures than you need to be successful to put the question on the ballot. It's my understanding, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding from a source that I talked to on Friday night and I included it in the article and I would I will correct it if it's wrong, but I trust the source implicitly that the committee is going to be turning in more signatures. Is that correct? Yes, we will be, Harry. We're just beginning. Um, and I... I, I mean, could this be that you actually may have just enough signatures from people that you already know support the change that uh, if they come out and vote that this 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 election, I think the the other one didn't really have a chance for whatever reason. A lot of money was spent. It, it was a change that people didn't understand. What is this manager thing? I don't think people got it. But this is pretty simple. This is, hey, it stays mayor council. It's just we're going to vote in Ju- in May. Uh, and, and it's the same system that you know all about because you voted for many, many years under this format. So I think the difference this time is it doesn't have as much explaining. There's o- an old expression that if you're explaining, you're losing. This, this isn't complicated, is it? No, it's not, Harry. It's It's really simple and one of the main things that we want we have the numbers that we need but we we still want more um i want to express to the people it does not stop here with your signature make sure you get out there and vote you know a lot of times we have things that fail because people are gung-ho at the time or They'll sign just so that, you know, you'll, they'll get you out of their face. But it, this is just the beginning for Atlantic City going back to the nonpartisan election. One thing you said, Harry, was the mayor did not know about it. And that is a sad day in a city like Atlantic City when you have your uh, chief, uh, who is supposed to protect and do everything in his power for the people of the city. And we were able to go out here and get over 1,900 signatures to get this uh, partisan election back to nonpartisan. And, and you did it right under his nose, and he didn't know about it until it was turned in. And it really shows what I've been saying on this program. Uh, he's got his eye on other things not on the localness of Atlantic City. You couldn't possibly be connected locally and not know that this was going on. 
Exactly. Exactly. And it, it and and the the thing is, Harry, we should not as a city, a small city at that. We're not a, a, a large city. We should not have to do things under the radar that's going to benefit everyone in the city. You know, we shouldn't have to. Have- no, I agree. But as you know, though, this small mayor, small, very vindictive. I mean, he he's been going after all kinds of people. Now he has suspended Floyd Talley for two weeks. Uh, we're going to be educating the public about that in the near future. You talk about somebody that has been so fiercely loyal to small mayor small. This guy's going after everybody. Everybody, everybody, you know, and then we, the committee, you know, talking about the committee, we uh, formed to be able to investigate situations. Like you said, it's not just the one thing that we do, but all situations that's against what the people in Atlantic City believe in and hope for. That's what we go out to do, to make sure that the people of Atlantic City are educated as to what's going on. Prime example, Carnegie Library. Another prime example is the shop right. People have asked me on the street, well, what happened to the shop right? You know, these are things that are going on that when it comes time for election is in the forefront. You get the people's votes. They're gung-ho about it. And then after you get your position or everybody gets their position, no one hears about it anymore. And that's what ACIC stands for, that we want the people to always know what's going on in this city that's affecting us on a daily basis. When you get and you're going to have more than 2000. So I'll just round it up. It's 1941 that we're turned in. And for all I know, you have over 2000 by ones that you have that haven't been turned in yet since Friday, whatever. So there'll be more than 2000. When you get 2000 people like minded to all agree and they know, you know, different degrees of, you know, savviness in terms of politics and things like that. People being willing to put their name on something, I think, really signals that people want change here. Yes, yes, yes. And they've been they've been hungry for for a long time, but no one has been willing to go out there. And um, Andra, hold on for a second. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break and then we're going to continue right after the break. Then we'll continue open forum on the Hurley in the Morning program. 29 minutes approaching 30 minutes past the hour. We'll be back in just a few minutes, but I won't be far away. You'll see in just a second. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic City Jimmy Johnson quest for the ring is underway. This is world class. This is like bringing Miami to Atlantic City. This is huge that this has come northward. Fun things to do in Atlantic City. I had a blast putting it together. I hope you take a couple of minutes to read it. A lot of fun things to do that maybe you hadn't thought of. And big change may be coming to Atlantic City elections. We've got the story. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Lather up on the sunscreen, stay hydrated, and beware the moderate risk of rip currents at the Jersey Shore. It is another gorgeous, warm, sunny summer day. High temperature around 83 degrees. The beaches will be a few degrees cooler with a sea breeze. Mainly clear tonight and comfortable. Low 68 tomorrow. Hot and sticky. High 91. Partly sunny and breezy. Watch for strong thunderstorms tomorrow afternoon and evening. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 35 minutes past the hour. If you're just joining the program, we've been visiting with Andra Williams. You can also catch up on this coverage by going on your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app or WPGTalkRadio.com and you'll see a story talking about big change maybe coming to Atlantic City elections in the form of a citizen's petition. The committee is the Atlantic City Independence Committee. We've been covering them and talking about them and writing about them since the beginning of their formation. And like a lot of things, you hear people talk and you wait and see do words turn into deeds. So this was a committee that came out of the box saying that we're going to have a petition out on the street. They kept their word. They had a petition out on the street. They they weren't bragging, but they were confident that they would be able to get a requisite amount to be able to put a question on the ballot. Let me ask um, Andra, when you turn the, peti- the, the uh, 1,941 petitions into Paula, the Atlanta County clerk, I'm sorry, the Atlantic City clerk, uh, I understand she was very professional and did her job and that, you know, everything seemed to be fine. Uh, I didn't hear anybody say they felt like someone was trying to knock them out, you know, uh, by some kind of making some kind of small ministerial mistake. Uh, Because I'm a big believer that even if something is a little bit and there appears to be nothing uh, because the people behind this are experienced at putting a lawful petition together. But the intent of the voter is supposed to matter. And we have seen in Atlantic City, but I have to say not with Paula. I hope this record that I'm about to recite stays intact for this. Uh, she doesn't seem to play games. She seems to do her job. And I understand that she was very professional. Is that true? Yes, uh, Harry, she was very professional and I tip my hat to her. We, um, when I went in and handed her the petitions, she stopped whatever it was she was doing, um, stamped every single page that was turned in, counted every single name that was turned in, um, made the notes, the necessary notes on each page um, that needed to be made. Uh, She had uh, another coworker come in to count behind her. Uh, She took her time with with every single page. It was a couple hours uh, out of her workday that she stopped what she was doing to accurately uh, give an accurate receipt an accurate uh, time stamp, uh, whatever was needed to receive these petition signatures 
uh, in a professional manner. Paula did did that. Do you, do you have any reason to doubt that these petitions are anything but conforming and valid and that you have enough signatures for this question to be put on the ballot? Do I have any doubt? No, yes. I, I believe that we have we have what we need for this to go on the ballot um, from the standpoint of Paula doing her job. Uh, I have no doubt that we we won't make it on the ballot uh, unless something underhandedly happens that's out of that that happens after it leaves her yeah. to go to the next step or they try to uh insinuate that it's something else that needs to be done but it was myself and another witness um yeah so i mean if she certifies the petition which if they're in order and they they from what i understand they are in very good order uh there's not a whole lot i mean unless somebody wants to be an absolute criminal there's and and there are people capable of that in 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 this uh this bad outfit but i don't think they can stop it i mean she could delay it by saying something's wrong you know i've seen clerks actually know that something was good and they just say it's not good and then you take them to a judge you get an order to show cause and you beat them and then the question gets ordered on the ballot i have no doubt that you're going to find a way uh to get there and i i think with paula uh she does the right thing. So even a small mayor small wants somebody to do something. Uh, you know, she has a, a a public position that that lives past him. Uh, she doesn't have to count out of him for anything. Uh, he goes with the trash when when the citizens say that they want somebody else and he gets taken out like a potted plant. Uh, she has tenure, so she doesn't have to worry about anything. I'm convinced she'll do her job. I think she has been doing her job. And that your question, your uh, your petitions will be certified and they'll go on the ballot. And I don't know how many more you're going to turn in. I'm not going to ask you here, but I imagine it's more than one. Uh, so whatever number you take it to, it's going to be beyond 2000. And that's a big number that you're turning in. It shows I think it's it speaks to the the hard work of the committee, but also the people of Atlantic City being willing to sign it. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like I said, I, I just want them to remember it does not stop with your signature. We need you to, at the time that the uh, election comes up, we need you out there. What's, what's the answer, Andra, to the basic question, why? Why the change? Mayor, council, former government that has primary elections in June, you know, obviously the whole uh, convention stuff and a lot of that has been, you know, um, very nasty. Uh, maybe I'm answering the question, which is not my intent. Uh, but no June primary, no convention process before that. Uh, no uh, general election in November. This would move it all to May. What What's the reason for the change? Well, Harry, the reason for the change is to allow the the residents of Atlantic City to choose, have the opportunity to choose a representative that's going to represent the residents of Atlantic City. We don't want any outside influences. We're trying our best to, to rid ourselves of any 
financial outside influences, political outside yeah. influences. You yeah, let me let me comment on that. Now that I want to give you a chance. Now let me let me um, come in here for a quick second because here's the story and I like him and he's a friend. But you would keep having small on the November ballot because no matter what the Atlantic City Democratic Committee, the Atlantic City Democratic Committee will never vote for Marty Small. It's never going to happen. Uh, he only got it the one time because of Craig. And, of course, Craig acknowledged what a mistake that was. Uh, so he knows what happened there. But even though the Atlantic City Democratic Committee would not pick him, Chairman Michael Suleiman will continue to pick him. He'll say he's the incumbent. Um, that's who I pick. And, and it's all lawful. The, the county chair has control of the line. You take this thing from that crap show, nothing about Michael, because he's a good guy, but you take it away from that crap show to May, then it's only the people that get to decide. And you know, small mayor, small doesn't want that. He wants it rigged. He wants it advantage. He wants it political. You move it to May. It's a whole different ballgame. Exactly. Exactly. And th- and that's what that's what we want. You know, because you know what would happen. The next time that seat is up, the Atlantic City Democratic Committee would probably vote like 50 to 2 against them. And then they would hear from Mike Suleiman, uh, I pick Marty Small. And that's the way this would go down. Now, if you win, that's over. Exactly. And that's what we want. That's what we want. We, 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 we can't continue to have these outside influences that that don't know the struggles and things that we go through here that's going to best be in our best interest there's no transparency right now um uh, the nine million dollars that you're talking about the naacp for instance is coming in yes who's who where is that money going to go how how are the residents of atlantic city going to benefit from that kind of money coming into this city we need someone in this city that will be able to, that cares enough about us to be transparent enough that the people of Atlantic City, they hear, wow, $9 million in Atlantic City, but yet they don't see any, any, any benefits from it. This, we have to have, we have to stop this, Harry, because it's a lost cause. People need to be educated on what it means to get this on the ballot what it will mean for us as a, a city, as a community, uh, to be able to, to have our voice heard and to see the action beyond the, the voice. Andro, a couple of minutes left in our interview. Is it the committee, the Atlantic City Independence Committee's desire for this question to be on the November 8th, 2022 election ballot? Yes. I mean, you you definitely turned it in in time for that to happen it would it would really require purposeful political annex slow walking uh making up stuff uh you've turned it in you have you have a sufficient number by hundreds 300 plus turned in so you you the committee has done the job they've they've done a noble honorable job uh there's no reason this should not be on the november ballot unless unscrupulous people uh just make stuff up and say that something's wrong and now we can't get it on the ballot, have to be a special election. Here's what I like, though. If it's on the November ballot, I think it has a great chance. 
if it were a special election, it might even have a better chance. I don't think they can win by playing games, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, the committee will, you know, we'll look at it. But definitely, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, we do hope to have it on the November ballot. Oh, by the way, let me... Um let me bring up one thing that I can tell you from experience. I did a petition which was initially rejected. But we, by the way, we got skunked. We got crushed. And I, I took it like a man. We got beat like a, oh, my God, like a drum. Uh, but I got it on the ballot, which was my whole goal. However it went, it went. My goal was legitimately just to get a question on the ballot. We had to go to court. And the judge sided with us. The question was ordered on the ballot. Then there were some games where they tried to take our yes question and turn it into a no question to fool people. It's very hard to make people vote no. What you have to make sure is that Paula Gelati does not screw you guys. I don't know her well enough to know if she's capable of anything like this. You want your question to be a yes question. Do you understand what I'm saying? Correct. Yes. Because they're very capable. It happens all over the country of taking citizens' work and then they trick them and they make it a no question. You have to vote no to vote yes. And then people don't know, what am I doing? I vote. I got to vote no? No, no. Vote yes. No, no. Vote no. They don't know what's going on. You want it to be a clean yes question. question. Yes would mean you're changing it to the nonpartisan form of government. Not that you'd have to vote no to change it. You understand what I'm saying, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah. I do. Yes, I've seen, I do, I've Harry, seen it. I've seen it. And I've seen people that would have won get beat because they get cheated. Yeah. Playing the word game. Yes. Yeah. Playing that word game. And, yeah, yeah. and you got to vote no to vote yes. What? Yeah. Vote no to vote yes. This is the games they try to play. No, no, no. Just just leave it alone. And you vote yes. And yes means that you want to change it. You don't have to vote no to vote yes. And we've seen it many, many times. Uh, for today, Andra, closing comment. Harry, I just want, first of all, to thank you for um, always having the city of Atlantic City and, and the surrounding area at the forefront to educate. You know, you are a great educator on all of the subjects that you um, that you bring up. And you're very fair. Um I like the fact that you your yes means yes and your no means no and you don't um, <laughs> yes. you don't you know you don't you don't bend you don't bend in the in the direction of the wind and we can appreciate a reporter and a talk show host such as yourself um, I I just want to let people know you know when when you're asked are you registered to vote be vigilant in getting registered to vote. Your vote does matter. I used to not believe my mother when she said, make sure you register to vote. The minute I turned of age, she made sure I went to register to vote. And then I would say, oh, my vote is not going to make a difference. But it is. To everyone that's listening, your vote does matter. So those of you that signed the petition, signing the petition, uh, make sure whenever it's on a ballot, November special election, make sure that you go and exercise your right to vote because we can make a difference. It's very important that the, the residents of Atlantic City see 
the uh, debauchery that the city is in and and help us get people in there that will honestly be transparent, regardless of the party, regardless of the party. We want people that's going to be transparent. We want them to be local people, because remember, the people that you vote for locally are the ones that may be trying to climb the ladder to be senators and things like that. So, so you want to know they're going to represent you well yeah. at whatever house level they're at. Andra, I really like your style. I was impressed with you the first time we spoke here on the program, even before I knew you were on a committee or chairing the committee. You're very impressive. Uh, you're believable. And I, I, I think that's the reason why the city and the residents have been so responsive. It's hard to get 2,000 people to sign something that they know that the sitting mayor doesn't want. He doesn't want this touched. He wants status quo. Anybody that's uh, signing this, he would consider a political enemy. Uh, I give you all a lot of credit for doing what you've done to date and then let the people decide and you know he's going to fight very hard and he has power he can raise money and he can try to put down what you're trying to do and he will and let's see how it goes but um your approach has been i think tremendous positive honest and really exactly the opposite of what they're getting out of the executive branch in particular at city hall right now so let's stay close uh stay in touch and uh let's reconvene when you turn in the additional signatures so that I'll be able to report both in writing and here on the program uh, what your final number is, okay? We definitely will, Harry. Appreciate you. Appreciate you back. Have a great day, Andra. 52 minutes past the hour. That's the chairperson of the Atlantic City Independence Committee, Andra Williams. Thank you, Andra. This portion of Early in the Morning bought, brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. And this is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs. When I tell you I fell in love with this company right off the bat, the president of our company, Michael Rubel, and I went together when I first met. They were coming on board, and I met the owner. I met the team. When I tell you they are hardworking, they are likable, they have such creative solutions to issues where you might think something has to be thrown away, and yet they are very capable of making a repair that will give you much more life out of that power tool, that cell phone, or whatever the device or item is. And it's not just batteries and bulbs, but they are batteries plus bulbs. Mention my name and see what happens. They've done different things. They've had percentage discounts off. They gave... um, a listener, Chris, the billboard dad, uh, a pack of batteries, which was, I thought, very cool. Batteries are very expensive today. Uh, so mention my name and see what happens. They're right here next to Broadcast Center at 900 Tilton Road. We share. You can cut right through our parking lot into theirs. We're 950 Tilton Road. They're 900, but it's directly connected to next door. And they're also on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, two locations batteries plus bulbs if you've been trying to get through 609-407-1450 we have an open phone line i've also found out that mayor kane is on a zoom meeting that was supposed to be done but it's going late so he will join us into the second 
uh, well, I shouldn't say the second, into the um, second segment or whenever he can here today in his program. So we're, we're going to grab at least probably one more segment of open forum. So if you've been trying to get in, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. See why four out of five employers... who. We are back 59 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the morning continues right after the break. Mayor Kane is delayed. We don't know exactly for how long. I'm going to share a great event that I, it's it's national, it's international caliber. It's really, really tremendous. We're going to share that with you next. And then if you want to jump in, 609-407-1450, we'll take your phone calls as well. And if you get a chance, check out. Fun things to do in Atlantic City. It's, it, I actually wrote it Atlantic City area for summer 2022. Also, I interviewed a bunch of our family members and got their favorite types of crabs that they enjoy, seafood. And that was a fun piece to put together. Check it out on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. It's fourth quarter. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. We're going to have uh, some open forum. I'm going to share a few things in between your calls, and we'll be able to do that until Mayor Kane arrives. This is his hour. He's on a Zoom meeting, and he doesn't know exactly when he will be arriving, so I'm not in a position to tell you. So we'll just um, we'll just we'll just do it. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifteen open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. All right. So this. Good morning. Um, this is a little bit out of left field, but I, I, you're a man of reason and principle, so I wanted to run it by you. Okay. I I had uh, I had a neighbor call the cops on me yesterday, but I want to just give me give me two minutes to give you the setup. I want you to kind of break it down for me and tell you how I think how how you would handle the situation. Okay. Um, I've been in my house for two years, and I have a dog. He's 12 now. When I moved in, he was 10. He's an older dog. The house I bought had that invisible fence or whatever, but at that point, my dog's a little bit too old to learn. So my dog goes in the backyard and, and goes to the bathroom, okay? So over the course of two years, my dog has – this happens at night usually when we're away for a weekend or my mom is, is watching the dog, sometimes slips out and will do his number two – kind of on the border of my yard and this neighbor's yard. And there's been two occasions where it's been more in his, so I'm not totally innocent. There has been two times where over two years where the dog has gone to the bathroom kind of in his yard. Um, so I was very, I, I could tell, I, I can kind of read people well, so I could tell he was very pissed off about this, very agitated. So both times I went over very apologetic with the shovel, as soon as he told me, grabbed it, apologized. But like I said, I could tell he was pretty pissed off. Yeah. 
So yesterday, I take my kids out for ice cream with my wife and my three little kids, and I come back and I pull up the driveway and I notice there was a Egg Harbor Township police uh, SUV across on the other side of the street. I was like, oh, I wonder what's going on. So then he starts walking up my driveway and he notifies me that my neighbor called the police on me because there's poop in his yard. So how would you, I mean, yes, I'm not totally innocent, but like, man, did that piss me off. I, I was just like... Yeah, it makes me so blessed that we have the neighbors that we do because, no, no I don't think, I'm not just taking your side because you're on the air. Uh, I don't think that rises to the level of a police call. I'd be embarrassed to make that call to the police. I mean, they're dealing with life and death things. Uh, dog poop isn't one of them. Uh, if it was every day and you allowed your dog to go over to somebody else's property to do this all the time wouldn't even have to be every day if it was all the time you know every other day several times a week whatever but you're talking now three times in two years that to me is is nothing that's really just something if if we're being neighborly you just work it out uh i know that my neighbor uh we help each other uh, if I see he needs a hand, I give him a hand. If he sees I need a hand, he gives me a hand. Uh, we, we have just been so blessed. We're friends. Uh, we have just a great relationship. So I would hate to be in a situation where for something like this, they actually called the police. I think it's excessive to what happened. Uh, it sounds to me, and you sound very reasonable, it sounds to me that each time it's happened, you immediately race over to mitigate it. Uh, I, I I don't even see what the big deal is here. Something happens three times in two years. That means it's like a once a year occurrence. And the way you describe it, it's even kind of uh, typically because uh, uh, a dog doesn't know. That, oh, I crossed the property line. I'm on the neighbor's property now. La, ha ha ha. Let me go do this. And then I'll run back home. Uh, so it's really, you know, I think it's over the top. For what happened, you acknowledge that the third time was literally the dog on the other person's property, no gray area, not at the, you know, the dividing line between the properties. Um, you know, you always want to have if you can, you want to have good relations. So I wouldn't recommend to you to burn the house down to rule the ashes. Uh, and you, you're acknowledging that there you have some fault here, but it's really minimal stuff. I mean, I think most people listening have had this happen on occasion and you don't flip out and go crazy. So I don't know if it's a Mr. Perfect situation. Do they have a perfect lawn and the dog urine makes a yellow patch and it just drives, you know, are some people, you know, that are attention to detail crazy. And I mean, we just had a well put in and, and my front area looks like the surface of the moon right now. In, in in days gone by, it would drive me absolutely crazy. I don't care now because I'm at a stage where I don't sweat small stuff. I don't care. You know, that'll, there'll be grass again and it's going to be all right. You just don't plant it this time of year. So we're living with the surface of the moon. Uh, I would try maybe, maybe a conversation, but you'd have to be very delicate. 
because and actually I didn't even think the cops were supposed to say your neighbor called. Usually they just come and say, hey, look, we have a report. You would know it's the neighbor. But it sounds like they really gave up the neighbor uh, very, very quickly there by name. But I would maybe try to mitigate it one more time. You know, it sounds to me like you probably already said you're sorry, you know, for the first two. And the third one's unique and different because obviously the cops are involved now. Incidentally, there's no there's no implication with that. Right. Did the, did the cop just say, hey, you know, try to keep your dog off of your neighbor's lawn? Nothing happened. Well, him, did it? I don't know. I mean, he, he kind of you could kind of tell he was thought it was silly but he was just doing his job but he did he did take my phone number he wrote down my license plate number i mean it's just so basically what i wanted to ask you is would you have a conversation with him or just basically- well that's what i was saying just a second ago i would try you want to be careful because he called the cops on you so you can't go in there oh my god what are you what are you calling the police for you might you might say this has happened all of three times in more than two years um it's not our intention to, to have our dog ever go on your property. We really try very, very hard for it not to happen. And you can see it happens so infrequently because we do, you know, a, a good job in making sure it doesn't happen. But we're only human. And every once in a while, the dog can slip out and, you know, it can happen. Um, I would maybe say something like, you know, what can what can we do? Is there something we can do uh, so that you don't feel the need you know, to call the police on something like this. Can you come to me? Like I've always, if, you know, if, if he if he came to you over the past two years on two other times that it happened and you just left it there for him to take care of, then I could see him being really upset and I can't work with my neighbor because they don't take ownership of it, but you do take ownership of it. Now he, he might say to you, well, you know what you can do for me? Keep your dog off of my lawn. You know, incidentally, just for my own information, does he have a perfect lawn that's just spectacular? No, that that's the thing. His lawn actually looks like crap. And my- all right, so so he's then it's just somebody that's very turf oriented. Then I, I mean, I know the Mister Perfects out there. They have the the lawn is perfect and it's so green. You can't. It looks like it can't even be real. And then that yellow patch that can happen uh, is enough to drive them, you know, off the deep end. If his lawn is garbage. And the guy's flipping out, then either, you know, he's just very uh, turf oriented to where and it sounds to me it's not a very neighborly relationship. Correct. I mean, uh, like if you guys were having a bar, if I'm having a barbecue, we make food for my neighbors or we invite them over and they're in the backyard with us. Uh would this be the kind of thing you would do or is this an, an adversarial relationship even beyond, you know, the poop show? Prior to yesterday, besides a couple incidences where I could tell he was pissed off about my dog pooping in his yard, it's it's cordial. He's a much old. I'm I'm 37. He's probably 70. Okay. So it's not like buddy buddy, but yeah. it's cordial. You know, hey, how you doing, Mr. Ahmed? I've offered to help. I've seen him once. He was putting leaves on the on the tarp and hey do you need a hand so it's been very cord like i'm a very neighborly person i'm nice i say hi to the kids i say hi to people when we're walking our dog in the neighborhood he's 
I kind of sized him up from day one. He had issues with me. I, I mowed one strip too far into his yard, and he had an issue with that. He wanted me to put my garbage can on the other side of my driveway so it didn't hit his tree when the when the garbage picks it up. And I go, hey, no problem, you know, no problem, no problem. I, you right, know. So what you're demonstrating here, he's just a picky guy. He's a, even though he doesn't take great care of his own lawn because you say it looks terrible, he's just very picky about the property line and his property and that you not encroach it. I would say something, but I'd be very careful because you don't want to agitate the situation. Hey, look, you know, as you know, I mean, I, I, I had the police here and, you know, is there anything we can do where we can just work this stuff out ourselves where it, it doesn't turn into this kind of thing where for this type of incident, you know, that the, the police would be involved, uh, See what he says. I think I know what he's going to say. He sounds crashy a little bit. He's probably going to tell you, just keep your dog off my property and I won't have to call the police. You know, so he, he might even say, I didn't call the first time. I didn't call the second time. I called the third time it happened. But it isn't like it happened three times in a week or three times in a month or three times in a year. It happened three times in more than two years. So I think you just, you know, we got, I say this sometimes, we got the lottery with our neighbors of the past 26, 27 years, sometimes you don't. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, well, I just wanted to get, because I, I kind of wanted to say something to him, but knowing he called the cops over dog poop, yeah. I didn't want to also create a situation where he starts thinking I'm over there threatening him. But I, it, to me, it's like something two men can have a conversation. I, I, think, I think you should, because for as long as you live there and he lives next to you, you're going to see each other. So it's better for it to be comfortable and friendly as opposed to, you know, the opposite. I would give it a shot uh, and, and you know, maybe you're going to get a little bit of lip, you know, about it. But um, let me know how it goes. Yeah, I just don't know how. I, if I ever did something like that, I wouldn't do that in a million years. Yeah. But if I did, I don't even think I'd be able to look at my neighbor in the eyes again. I'd be so so embarrassed. No, I, I think I think honestly, I think you have a bad neighbor based on the the, the information that I have. Uh, but that's your neighbor, and unless you move, you're not going to change that. And so I always believe in even if it's people I don't like, I keep it as nice as I can especially if it's somebody you have to deal with. Like if it's somebody that you don't have to deal with, then, you know, we I don't even think we would be talking. But this is somebody that's right there, you know, every day, seven days a week. And, you know, and I would talk to him because maybe, you know, I mean, the dog's going to slip out again. I mean, dogs are dogs. They're not human. So the dog doesn't know that if he goes over there that, you know, somebody's going to get yelled at or, or talk to about it. So it could happen again. I guess if you don't talk to him the next time it happens again, I guess he's going to call the police again and say, look, you know, I'm, I'm trying. I, the first two times I didn't call. Now, you know, I called and, and you took the names down and stuff, but it's still happening. The, the behavior is not changing. So unfortunately, you get, kind of get put in your own. I would hate I would hate to live like that, live in your own home like you have to worry about, you know, what what like what offense you're going to commit uh, that you're not even aware of. It's it's um, tough situation. You drew a bad uh, you drew a bad card there. It sounds like. But let me know how it goes. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hearing me. Yeah. Yep. Good to talk to you. Wow. It's the exact opposite. Oh, my God. The, the next door neighbor that we have. I mean, we've never had a crass word in 27 years. 
we're, we help each other. Our families know each other and we've broken bread together. And I mean, all we've gone to dinner together. I mean, all kinds of things. Um, wow. That's, uh, but this is, this is the thing. There's all different kinds of people. Some people are very friendly and forgiving and don't worry about it. And some people are very different. I honestly believe that that's required in our society because nobody would be special. If everybody was exactly the same, nobody would be special. So it's, it's almost required, unfortunately. All right, you're going to be next right after the break. We're still in open forum and we're going to stay in open forum until the arrival of Mayor Kane. You'll be the second caller right after that. So hang in there. I'm, I'm going to do my best to get to both of you right after this. Don't go away. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. The dog poop caper. We're on the case. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you to the great one. It's 27 minutes past the hour taking your calls. Bonus open forum as Mayor Kane is unavoidably, uh, well, he's being a mayor. Uh, he's on a uh, Zoom meeting, and it will take whatever time it takes. 609-407-1450. We have an open line. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Hurley. Good morning. I want to talk. Of, I want to talk about the state of New Jersey's involvement in Atlantic City and the affairs of the city. Yes. And this Atlantic this Atlantic City project office, in which I wrote about on Facebook, which used millions of dollars since 2018, and it was supposedly be funded. It was funded until the December 31st of 2002, and about two or three weeks ago, it was abruptly shut down. Okay, and then all the the Oprah requests that I got from the state of New Jersey, which they didn't give me anything, they denied my Oprah request. I've got some Oprah requests from the CRDA. And all this money that they funded basically went to all salaries for four people for four years. Wow. They, they, the, some of the people in City Hall, when I told, when I showed them the Oprah request from CRDA, they couldn't believe the amount of salaries that these four people were making. And if they're letting Marty Small get away with all this stuff he's getting away with, this project office is directly under the control of Sheila Oliver. And she allowed this to go on for four years until I put my Oprah request in about a month and a half ago, which was denied. They needed three extensions. Then they sent it to the AG's office for review. I was denied timesheets of public employees. I was denied all the expenses of the project office, which I've gotten from the CRDA. They, the state doesn't know that I went to the CRDA and got you know the expenses. But the the project office was supposed to be funded until December 31st, 
and here it was abruptly closed like two weeks ago. And and I, I, I put up a request in for emails between the project office director and Matt Doherty for four years. They could only produce one email that was sent from Mike Epps to Matt Doherty. And it was about a jobs council and it was a it was a mass email. So what has this project office done for the citizens of Atlantic City in four years? Good question. I'm not aware of what they've done. Happy to look into it. But it seems to me because one of my doctrines is that there are no coincidences. If this thing, which was around for years and years and years, it was around for more than four years and it shuts down two weeks after you're getting uh, sent on the trail and trying to get uh, public documents through the Open Public Records Act, which you don't get, uh, it sounds to me like you shut the thing down. Yes, and and it's been four years of, and it was directly under Sheila Oliver's watch. And then from the CRDA email, uh, Oprah request, the DCA under Sheila Oliver in 2021, I think it was, they requested an increase in funding from the CRDA for the project office. And all that money that was all the increase in funding, that went to salary increases. Right. And so I, the key is, and it's always true with, with, with this type of situation, follow the money and all the dots will connect. This appears, and even though you didn't get all, you know, I was going to say you didn't get all the documents you, you requested, you didn't get many at all. I mean, you got one. So they didn't want to give you what you wanted. I'm only aware of certain instances where they can withhold. So I'm not, I don't even understand how they, other than they just said, we're not giving it to you, how they could justify it. I'm not aware of anything you asked for that you aren't entitled to receive. They don't like this kind of thing. Uh, they wish people didn't do Open Public Record Act requests, but you're entitled to do it. The fact that they shut it down within a couple of weeks of all this tells me a lot. And you seem to have been able to figure out that the lion's share of this, if not all of it, was paying four people. And if we found out who the four people are, it would all make perfect sense uh, because they're obviously four people that they wanted to pay a lot of money to. And they did. Uh, and now they figure if they shut down. Well, it's over. They, you know, there's nothing to give you. It's all shut down now. We, we don't even know where we don't even know where that stuff is. That stuff's in storage. I mean, so it looks to me like you got too close to something, so they just shut the whole thing down. Yes, and I have a document from the DCA which says that the salaries of two of the individuals at the project office remain the same, but the document that I have from the CRDA, the OPA request which they did give me the expenses shows that they've had big increases in salaries for these two individuals. All right. So you, you, you got that going for you too. One, what both can't be true. Right. And then, the, and then on the, the CRDA Oprah, it says that this office is funded until December 31st, 2022. And here it's abruptly closed two weeks ago in, in June. And there's, a, and there's a record amount of money coming into the fiscal 2023 year. So it's not a money problem. Uh, and part of that was fiscal year 2023, because I think you know this, that the budget year starts July 1st. It starts for 
school education, public education purposes. I was very – I never liked it. I don't like a budget year that starts on July 1st. I don't know why they do it that way other than there's got to be a reason. There's got to be an advantage uh, to doing it that way because they cross over into two different years because you're talking about fiscal 2023. But the actual budget went into effect July 1st, 2022. So there's a reason that they stopped funding that for the last six months of 2022. There's a reason. And I think you know the reason. And then and then the employees of the project office, the director, he's, he, they shifted him. Now he's the assistant soli- city solicitor for Atlantic City. Okay, so there you and go. And then two of the other employees, from what, I, from what I understand, they got shifted to jobs at the CRDA. Well, this, I know you, you, you're a watchdog. You follow things very closely, Michael, and I know who you are, and I'll protect your identity always. But you got a little too close to something, and it got uncomfortable, so they made a course correction. They shut the one thing down to shut you down, and then they moved people around that they still want to take care of, and they just put them in different positions. And, and then other stuff that's happening in Atlantic City, I don't know if you heard about this one, but Ernest Corsi, his salary from the city went from seventy five thousand to one hundred and one thousand recently, and he's not in. He's not running Bader Field anymore. They hired his son to run Bader Field now. Well, you know the whole small <laughs> mayor small era is a disgrace, and and in my estimation, an abuse of the public taxpayer. I mean, you had you had great mayors actually, like Don Guardian and Lorenzo Langford. That Marty Small can't tie their shoes. They never took that raise. Marty, who deserves it the least, took the forty some thousand dollar raise, and now is getting another one. So uh, that's why I I have said often, and nobody nobody even disputes it. I mean, it's it's I think it's beyond dispute that they've turned it into an employment agency for family and friends. So of course he gets taken care of. He gets his 30-some thousand dollar increase. Small Mayor Small got 40-some plus five this year. By the way, Corsi's going to get another five this year because it's all approved. It's all negotiated. They get the same that's been negotiated for everybody else. So they're all getting 5,000 on top of that. They don't deserve it for the job that they've done. But this is, this is, their, this is their time. And Sheila Oliver supports it all. So this is going to continue until uh, probably Jack Chitterelli is the governor of New Jersey. And I, I encourage all Atlantic City residents to, to file for OPA requests at the CRDA and at City Hall on things that should be public record and, and that the news media uh, covers all this stuff that's going on in the city. I mean, you could have a, you could have a TV show like 60 Minutes and do a whole expose about the problems of the of the whole entire city for the past 25 years. No, I got you. I got you loud and clear. Let me squeeze in one more call because Mayor Kane is available, so I've got to run for now. This is his time. I couldn't let you hold that long and not get you on the air, so go right ahead. we got to go quick, but go. Okay. That's me, right? It is you. Just, real quick, I don't want to exacerbate the dog poop thing, but um, I had a similar situation many years ago when I was young and inexperienced, and my next door neighbors poisoned my cat, and that rat, that poison that they die very horribly. 
this guy's got to just bite his tongue. Yeah. Do his be a culpa. Don't tell the neighbor that it was his fault or that he, that he, you know, doesn't. Oh, I totally agree with that because he already acknowledges that it's his fault. So you don't want to get somebody who's mad even madder by telling them that somehow they're at fault because your dog did his business on their lawn. That's a loser of a strategy. And I didn't even think about it. And I'm not going to suggest this of the um, elderly gentleman that lives next to the guy that called. Uh, but, yes, there are people that do that. I, I, I have heard that many, many times. They actually poison. They'll put poison down on the uh, on the lawn or, or, or lace a, uh, a piece of steak with um, with some kind of rat poison or something. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. I mean, that. this was years ago. Yeah. This was years ago, and I still my my I, I still feel like when I when I think about it. Um, another question, Harry. We're yeah. on short on time. Whatever happened to that guy that with the uh, the businessman who had his his food truck in Atlantic City that Marty Small yeah. ran yeah. out of town? Yeah, or what, yeah. And, and and that he would be open for the NAACP convention. And they would have loved his um, his fish and everything else that he does. My understanding is, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to say where it is because I don't want to hurt him, and I don't want to make public something that is private right now. There is a very prominent location that stepped up and is willing to give Dredgy uh, for fish heads room to operate. It, it wouldn't be on Gardner's Basin, which we are going to have a report about something that occurred there recently, um, but that's not for this call. Uh, and I'm hoping the problem is people think, oh, it's just a food cart. There's a lot. You've got to get the menu together. You've got to order all the stuff. You've got to um, uh, get the staff, which is hard, very hard to get. So I don't know what's going to happen this summer, but there is a very prominent location that is willing to give him space. Uh, it, it could it could work. And there was a second alternative of a storefront uh, that someone else had stepped up. So hopefully a happy ending, uh, but he's not open at this time. Well, hopefully, maybe because maybe. a little child was sexually destroyed, this guy got politically retaliated against. How sick is that? It's, 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 but that's it exactly. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Just thought I would remind everybody: this poor guy, he just allowed a young boy uh, who was sexually abused to really just hang around and do a couple little things, no big deal. And it turned to, hey, this kid destroyed our lives. Not that you had a part in destroying his little young life. Oh, you just, um, you brought me back to a very, very ugly place. And I'm so tired of bad people that continue to get away with wrecking people's lives. And they just keep, you know, whistling to payday and keep raising their own salaries. It's it's disgusting, and it's got to stop. And I hope the citizens win on their um, their petition because then they can take matters into their own hands. But that was very good advice on the previous gentleman's call about his dog and the situation with the neighbor. So I thank you. Mayor Kane will join us for the rest of the program next. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM.
Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 46 minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane is here. He is the mayor of Hamilton Township. He is also with Anne Marie, the owner, the president, and the chief executive officer of the Auto Plaza at English Creek, the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program. They're at 6122 East Black Horse Pike, Egg Harbor Township. I call it the virtual store on the web at myautoplaza.com. So you can navigate from the uh, the digital platform or you can call 609-646-2447, 609-646-2447. Mayor, I want to read something to you. You as a excellent businessman and a um, uh, just somebody that, you know, owns a business, and can appreciate everything I'm about to say. A friend of mine sent me a, it's not that long, but it was posted at a local restaurant because of these reasons. Fryer oil was $12 12 months ago, $35 six months ago, $50 today. Chicken wings, $45 a case 12 months ago, $175 a case today. Takeout boxes, $25 12 months ago, $95 today. This goes the same for all of our cleaning, paper, and food items that we use. If a local restaurant adds a few dollars to your meal, it's not to get rich. It's to try to continue to stay in business. How relatable is that, Mr. Mayor? Well, I'll tell you, good Monday morning, Mayor. Um, As you know, I... Mayor, I take great pride in being on time. I apologize for being delayed. End of quote. Repeat the line. I take great pride in being on time. I apologize for being detained. <laughs> you did a good job repeating the line. You're a, you read a teleprompter very, very well. You should be very proud. Just saying. Of, yes, of that. Just, just so you know, I can Couple follow. A years into my term yes. here, I, 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 I've been practicing. Yes. So just you didn't slip that by me. I knew exactly what you were doing there. Anybody that missed it... Uh, there's a certain president that Ron Burgundy style actually read the words, repeat the line. And instead of repeating the line, he read, repeat the line, kind of like blank you, San Diego. And his his uh, colleague said, why did you say it, Ron? Why did you say it? And remember, it just it completely melted down the whole uh, the whole news team. And uh, then Ron Burgundy was out on the street like a bum drinking warm milk. He said milk was a bad choice. Oh, the movie is fantastic. Anybody that hasn't seen it, please watch Anchorman. Uh, so, Mr. Mayor, what's happening at the Auto Plaza at English Creek? Well, Mayor, listen, I, I, I tell you, as, as optimistic as I try to be uh, with the things that you just mentioned, yeah. you know, I, I ordered, I ordered a, uh, we were, uh, we had some uh, a project to do yesterday, a couple family members, we were all together, and, and I took the time, and I said, oh, let me just grab a couple pizzas um, locally, and I was shocked with the pizzas. I paid almost 50 bucks for two pizzas. Holy smokes. Uh, holy smokes is right. Now, now. now, listen to this. I was very pleasantly surprised, and I got to give him credit. I've been getting his pizzas. He doesn't deserve a commercial, so I'm not going to give it to him for free. But I ordered a pizza the other day, and I thought that I was going to get the same business that you got, $25 or, or some crazy price. I hadn't ordered there in a long time, 
and because I'm very good at winning pizzas, I don't have to pay for pizzas very often. Uh, so this is one of the first times I've called since the pandemic to order a pizza. We, we've you know gotten them different ways delivered and different different things like that in the mix of you know other food items and and so you kind of get you, you lose the the individual price of one thing it used to be fifteen dollars for a large plain pizza mayor it only went up two dollars it was 17 i was shocked well let me, now, let me by the way in days gone by a two dollar increase would be like holy cow that's a lot i mean if you take the percentage of 15 and you you take Two, you know, and do the math, but you, you because we're almost abused, and it's not it's not the businesses and the business owners' fault. It's it's our broken country. It's our inflation. It's our broken supply chain and everything else. I was shocked when the increase was only two dollars. Well, and and let me be let me be clear with what you just said. I'm not at all upset with the owner of the yeah. pizzeria. I, I am not. But yeah. the simple fact remains the same. Look, he's trying to protect his margins. You know, he's trying to cover his overhead, his cost of when. I mean, again, this is all an assumption on my part, but based on what you said earlier with frying oil and, and chicken wings and, and and you know everything, uh, there's there's been substantial. Not and again, like you said, not not three percent, five percent. You're talking, you know. 10, 20, 30, 40% increases on, on the product. So I'm, I'm not upset with the pizza owner, but it doesn't change the outcome. And the outcome is I will probably not order pizzas for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Um, I so, mean, I'll tell you another thing that's gone absolutely bananas, and I can't believe it, are the price of a sub. Oh, absolutely. Have you done it's that? Nothing to, yeah. A yeah. half a sub. You know, I, I don't know what number would make sense right now, but for some reason, I don't remember that long ago, a half a sub costing, I'll just throw a number out loud, and it might even be high, $5 or something. You know, a half a sub right now is well beyond $10? Absolutely. And again, that's, I don't... That's insane. I mean, we think about what a half a loaf of Formica Italian bread or, or the other company, um, I prefer Formica, uh, always have... And so you got that. That's that's like the cost of that is pennies. Uh, and so if you have like chopped steak and the, the provolone cheese and tomatoes and a few other things or you get a ham sandwich, or, you know, or sub or tuna fish sub or whatever. I mean, for a sub to be like 10 and 12 dollars a piece, whatever they are now, I, I this is just completely just all of it. And again, not the owner because their ingredients are so darn expensive but it's all completely out of control. No, it's it's absolutely true, and not, it's not only their ingredients; it's their their cost of uh, utilities. It's, yes, it's every cost. Yeah, insurance, everything, uh, payroll, everything. Hold on, Mayor. We've got to get the last break in, and then we'll be uninterrupted until kill meat. It's going to fly by very very quickly with Mayor Charles Kane. It's the Auto Plaza at English Creek on Hurley in the morning. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hi, it's Larry Elder, and I want to talk to you about 100% drug-free relief factor. I've been telling you about it for years on radio and television. Why? Because I believe in it. I use it. My friends use it, and hundreds of thousands of others out there have tried it. About 70% of those people go on to order more. 
They find that Relief Factor works to help their bodies fight inflammation and eliminate their pain. Take Mark in Texas, for example. He'd been dealing with pain in his right shoulder for months, almost constantly, when he decided to give Relief Factor a try. Within two weeks of taking it every day, the pain in his shoulder faded away and completely disappeared. There are so many people out there whose experiences with Relief Factor are just like Mark's. What about you? Might your pain be the next to go away with Relief Factor? Your first step to becoming pain-free just might be to order the three-week quick start for only $19.95. Just go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF, 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue with seven minutes to go. I can't believe it. We always talk about how fast Mayor Kane's program goes, but this is ridiculous. We have seven minutes until Kilmeade. The Auto Plaza at English Creek with Mayor Charles Kane continues. Mayor, time is yours. Well, Mayor, you know, before the break, we were we were obviously talking about you know the the costs that are uh, in you know increasing on everyone, the public, and of course the business owners, and and how that's ultimately going to impact them. You know, as we we when gas prices started going up, I remember us having a conversation on this show because you had it, you know, from from previous uh, downturns in the economy, you knew exactly what it was per penny on the economy uh, for fuel, and and you know we talked about it. And it's a, at a time over time. That has to have a major impact. And then when you add the inflation on everything else, food, um, you know, uh, cost, uh, all cost of living goods, obviously that, that starts to uh, paint a really bleak picture. Yes. And, and Mayor, really- Mayor, for those who don't remember, now this was before runaway inflation. If you raise the price of a gallon of regular gasoline, we'll say regular unleaded gasoline, I'm not even talking about – the more expensive blends and and that the premium and so on uh diesel so on although we've seen diesel be the same as regular but now it's crazy but anyhow i don't, I don't even want to get into that we don't have time but it used to be a billion and a half dollars out of the economy for every penny now we know that it was low to something a year and a half ago and we know now we'll just round it up it's in the five dollar range and beyond so you take a hundred pennies for each dollar that the price of a gallon of gasoline is up, and it's up over two dollars. So that's two hundred pennies at a billion and a half each before runaway inflation. This is money, Mayor Kane, that is now out of the economy for people to have discretionary to spend. It's a disaster. And and the individuals that are going to like in in our industry, and we talk about it many times. It's you know it, it comes down to two types of buyers: need buyers, want buyers. Fortunately for individuals in our industry, need buyers are are maintaining the market right now. Um, they're the individuals. You know, the car has been in an accident. The car's you know passed its life cycle. Um, you know, the baby's on the way. They need a additional room or, or or stuff of that nature. So that that's maintaining it. But you know, industries as a whole, if you take the way. I started the program this morning. I mean, you know, we we talked about the the pizza situation. I won't stop ordering from them because I'm I'm not upset with the pizza owner. I'm just going to order it a lot less. Yeah, it will be it'll be many weeks now instead of maybe two weeks. It may be four weeks before I go ahead and so, order. So again. there there is, and you're not alone. So there is the direct impact. The price has gotten to the point where it's changing behavior. It is, and the sad thing is. There's no 
direction. There's no leadership. We have a gas machine uh, that is leading well, uh, the, the leader of this country that has chosen to blame everyone else. Yeah. We, we're blaming Putin. We're blaming the GOP. Mayor, he blamed gas station owners. He that- says they this this non-comp says that they should just lower the price. Does he not understand how this works, that they buy it for a certain price, that they barely mark it up? I think you're going to agree with me on this, that that many times it's a loss leader if it's a type of gas station that also has uh, a store uh, accompanied with it. They're not making much on a gallon of gasoline. Not, not at all. And, and, and again, it, it's, it's, it's the lack of accountability, which tells us, you know, people that, 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 that want to try to understand and, and want to learn, uh, it tells us that there's, there's no plan, there's no leadership. When, you, when, you're, when you're strictly trying to blame other individuals for your own fail policy, um, that doesn't sit well um, for the outlook of, of, of our country right now. And, and it's a sad, sad thing um, for us to be going through. Uh, I, I tell you, I, you know, we, we've listened to it many, many times. Um, when Trump was in office, how many times did they want to see him evaluated? This man needs to be evaluated. There's no way he could pass a test showing that he is cognitively able to lead this country. It's not possible. It isn't possible. And you're not a doctor and I'm not a doctor, but we know it when we see it. And what's just stunning about this is exactly what you said. Trump was on a, a wet, slick metal ramp, and they were calling for him uh, to, to get tested. When he, when he grabbed his water with two hands, they said that there's something wrong with him. He's got to uh, you know, be checked. Uh, and yet there's no intellectual curiosity about what's going on here. The Easter Bunny's pulling him off the rope line talking to residents. His wife has to tell him three times to say, God bless America. Uh, he's reading uh, lines that, that are not to be read because he doesn't know the difference. I mean, my goodness, this is this is serious. Yes. And, and, well, and well, I will say this, and we know this because the patriots that, that, that we are. Um, but at the, I was with a gentleman yesterday from Costa Rica, um, spent some time with him yesterday, uh, just like the gentleman I, I spent some time with a, a month ago from Venezuela. And for all our faults, we still are the greatest country on oh, the Oh, there's no the doubt earth. about it. And, and, and as you know, as you know, uh, Costa Rica, they love Americans. There's a lot of America haters around the world. The only reason I know this about Costa Rica, for two years I hosted a TV show uh, that was encouraging uh, Americans to buy property in Costa Rica. This was many years ago. I learned so much. Uh, and what I also learned was how much they love Americans. 30 seconds, Mayor. Time is yours. Well... Mayor, I apologize for my tardiness this morning. Uh, It was unavoidable uh, because you know how much I enjoy this time with you and your listeners every Monday morning. And, Mayor, uh, remember, it's always a great day to buy a car, and I I will bring content next week to make up for uh, my tardiness today. So I look forward to it, Mayor. Have a wonderful week. uh, And, uh, you know, all things uh, eventually will come to a positive end, and I, I believe that the midterms will be the beginning of that. Thank you, Mayor Kane. We'll be in touch. Have a great day. You too, sir. 609-646-2447. That's the phone number on the web at myautoplaza.com. The Autoplaza at English Creek by Charles and Amory Kane, 61, 22. Black Horse Pike. That's East Black Horse Pike. So you're heading, you know where you're heading towards Philadelphia if you're coming from Atlantic.